0: The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-MIG's 5th Street Pub, and Deary Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Waukee. Now live from G-MIG's 5th Street Pub in
1: Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And it's good to be back at G-MIG's. Instead of doing the show from my basement as we did last week, as I did last week, you were... I don't know. Were you in your uh, office in my, upstairs? I was in my office. Okay. Don't call to come back. We never nope. left. We, we were here the whole time, right? Yeah, pretty uh, much. It, 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 The one challenge about that, aside from the fact that you and I like to talk over each other anyway. Right. You can't, is we you, can't even see each other when we're doing that, and it really does become a little bit of a – you get out in the middle of something you're saying, and all of a sudden you're like – been talking too long. I'm going to wrap this little <laughs> sol- <laughs> soliloquy up and let him say something. Right? I'm going to see what he has. It, right. This. It's a, it is it is a bit of a challenge. It's a little different. Well, we're at G Mix today. Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. With you here on the Hawkeye Huddle, as we are each week, five to six o'clock here on 1350 uh, ESPN Des Moines, and uh, of course around the world at the Hawkeyehuddle.com. You can pick up our podcast. You miss any portion of today's program, it'll be up tomorrow morning, and uh, you can. Listen to the entire thing, as we know people do all over the world, literally, on the channel between Paris and and uh, London. London. Uh, is it's it's a a, a weekly is listen. The,
0: does the English Channel freeze? It's pretty deep. I wonder. I probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's pretty deep. Pretty wide. I think that that would be disconcerting for me. <laughs> would it yeah being in the tunnel, i think that would drive me nuts
1: being under oh yeah i think if you if you really thought about it i think it would it, there's too many listen especially after seeing the uh, the issues with boeing uh, the next time i go up in a plane i'm sitting on the aisle baby that's the way it's gonna go i think i think i would be like
0: charles groden in midnight run getting on the airplane i
1: can't fly i can't fly i can't fly no. Of course, yeah, that's of course. how i
0: feel like i'd be on the channel.
1: Yeah. Anyway in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes this week a perfect week a perfect week now, I mean even in in the state of Iowa a perfect week as well when you go you and I Drake Iowa State and Iowa So but if
0: you include Monday 16 in a row by state of Iowa teams.
1: It's been a nice little run and, and I have to admit when we hit the uh, we hit the uh, top of the hour last week and I had to say you know I figured Iowa's men's team would lose at least one Um, if not both of those games. I'm happy to have been wrong. You got those right. Um, But then you add in, you know, the women's team with their easy win over Indiana. The wrestlers beat two top-ten teams. I wouldn't say it was an easy win. I would say that the
0: Iowa women played fantastic and imposed their will against the Indiana women. Okay,
1: they flexed their muscles. They did. And
0: beat beat them down to the point that the IU women, yeah, they didn't quit.
1: But... They held them to twenty some points in the second half. They they didn't quit. They were still in it. They couldn't do anything. Right. They 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 had nothing. That was a, left. That was
0: the best defense I've ever seen Lisa Bluters team play. So
1: uh, somebody was uh, in the first half of that game, and of course Iowa wins. Uh, let's recap real quickly. They beat Purdue a week ago, 96-71. That was a fairly easy victory on the road, although it's awful fun to listen to 15,000 people in Mackey Arena go dead silent as their team can't do anything. But then 84-57 on national TV on uh, Saturday night against number 14, in Indiana. Big crowd in there, and and uh, it was a close game throughout the first half. Iowa had a big lead for a little while. Indiana came back. It was nip and tuck. And what was happening was they were getting the ball inside, and the their big gal, McKenzie. was feeling the pressure on her backside and pivoting, right? Iowa brought the double team from the other side in the uh, second really half. And now, now whether they meant to or not, that's what they did. She didn't know what to do with it.
0: Well, that, then there were a couple of times where Hannah actually gave her pressure like, and then fell off her, and she fell down. And she and,
1: fell down, she <laughs> yeah. Never mentioned in a post game and nobody asked Lisa about it But you could clearly see the difference in the way they played that gal in the second half and it changed up the entire thing It, it, it really negated everything down to where Indiana needed to shoot three-pointers. They weren't making them They normally do make a few more and Iowa was on fire. Well, in, and that in, was in the Indiana end. Indiana
0: had no runouts against Iowa I mean, it, it made All, two nope. fast-break points the whole game and Iowa was beating them down the court Hannah in you know, that's a, a hallmark of Iowa basketball is the big girls beating the other big girls on the other team down, down the court, the court and layups. Getting layups. Yes. And it helps when you've got Caitlin Clark dropping dimes in the manner that she does. And how about Molly D?
1: Yeah, well, so listen. Last year when she transferred from Central Not Michigan... Not the great
0: Molly Brown. No,
1: Molly Davis. <laughs> <laughs> but when she transferred in from Central Michigan last year, I remember we talked about this and we're like, okay, this, this girl's five foot nothing. Right? And But... The only way Lisa's taking a transfer at this point, which was last year, not right. into this year, but into last year, the only way she's taking a transfer is if she's seeing somebody that she thinks is going to contribute, which, and, and fit in, uh, right? Which fits, which is witness as to the fact that they never did take a post. Transfer this year. They didn't just go out and grab an Evan Bronze like the men's team did, just to have a warm body there, right? Well, they have plenty of them. You gotta got to keep in they, mind, right,
0: Ryan Mulvey.
1: Oh, Riley Mulvey, the world's tallest seven-foot cheerleader. Right, Riley, Riley Mulvey. Um, but so Molly Davis transferred in last year. She had scored a ton of points at Central Michigan. You thought, okay, well, let's see how this works. She found a role last year, but it certainly wasn't this. The other night, when Caitlin Clark sat down, Molly Davis was, was. She took over. She took over. That's right. She and we're talking spin moves, step throughs, euro I, steps, I, three pointers. I think she scored digging six, six points, two
0: rebounds, and two assists in those two minutes.
1: Oh man, down! It, it was amazing. It was impressive, and she ended up with 18 points in the game. And I for all intents nice, and, whatever, and for, for all intents and purposes, uh, you're not ever going to not say that Caitlin Clark's most important player on the court, but at the point in time when Iowa needed a little extra break, a little extra oomph, and Caitlin was sitting down, Molly Davis was it. And she's proving to be that all the way along, and this is where we go to. You know, it's funny, when we were talking to Tom last week, and we'll get Tom Kakert on here a little bit, he seems to be of the opinion that this team isn't as good as last year's. Maybe they're not yet, I just, they're differently constructed. I think they're better or going to be better as they continue to go. Because these people are finding their role now in what they can do to add to Caitlin Clark. Well,
0: I, th- I think defensively they're better. I think that they're. I, I totally I agree. I don't think that you could even. I think the statistics would point that out. And, and who knows you know, what else might be able to be, be noted. But I think defensively the, the women's team is better. I think offensively, what we've seen the last four games with Gabby Marshall finding her shot, and knocking down four threes uh, in literally the last three games with Molly Davis uh, providing an offensive spark with Kate Martin being Kate Martin, who, who goes uh, 10 points, 12 rebounds. Every uh, passes, game. <laughs> passes uh, 1,000 points uh, for her career. Hannah Stokey getting her 12 and 8. Um, and then getting off the bench, whether it's Sharon Goodman and her slow motion, uh, whether it's um, Addie O'Grady coming in and doing good
1: things. And, and Sid Folter. Oh my gosh, what a spark S- sudden, Suddenly is. finding her spot is, I mean, if you think about when we went up to Ames I and watched seven them play. I think
0: seven different girls made threes the other night, uh, I think. W- Maybe
1: six. Six. Yeah, well, we can look that up. If only somebody were here to look that well, up. We have the intern. Yeah. Um, you're finding roles for everybody, including S- S- Siddha Falter has found her role. Now, her role is a little bit more of Mackenzie Warnock from last year, Very, right? mu- Very much, much so. Right? Um, but and I think, she I wasn't think, there to start the year. I think she's quicker. I
0: think she's a little bit, a little bit more athletic. I think she. I mean, they do a lot of the same things. Um, McKenna, five. So five players made threes the other night, and Caitlin missed her first six, and then she made one, and she looked to the heavens, and went thankfully, finally, and then and, they, and they all and then went in. She, and then she made another one yeah. from about the same spot, and Gus goes, uh oh, uh oh, she just she just found it, and she ends up. What was she, Andrew? What was she from the three the other night? Six of sixteen. <laughs> six of sixteen. So six. she was six for her last ten.
1: Yeah, shot sixty percent after that. And um, I, at the, at of course, course, there was the, the whole there was the whole kerfuffle over kerfuffle, uh, kerfuffle. from uh, Kim Mulkey you. last week, oh uh, LSU's coach, who took a, a not so subtle dig at Caitlin Clark, uh, basically accusing her of shooting her forty times a game, which is twice as much as she shoots. And, and by the way she's never shot 40 times in a game. Not once, never. Also leads the or second sorry, second leading assist uh, in in the country. Yeah, but she shoots too much. The other night she took 9 shots in that first quarter and I thought, well, she's on pace for 40, right? She only shot 21 times in the game. Right? She she found she made some shots, but then she started dishing it around. The team didn't need her to. She, she got, ends up she water finds to, its level, baby. Water got, finds she, its level.
0: She got to the basket, she got fouls called against her and that helped her offense obviously you know shooters need to see the ball go in so whether it's free throws or that first three or whatever it is i just i'll tell you what in it's going to happen one of these nights she's going to come out and knock down her first three threes and she might go for 40 and shoot 18 times and she might go 40 49 and 12. because this is they are going to score 100 and it's yeah. going to be like how what, what happened? Right. Well, oh, oh, by the way, Caitlin made her, made everything she looked at, right?
1: Right, right. Some, there, there will be that.
0: Did, did you see the Ole Miss coach's uh, comment where they showed the replay of the step back three from the beak? And she goes, how many shots do you think she's put up so that she can make that shot look so easy and so effortless? And I'm like, well, I, it's my understanding is she shoots like... like 200 a day in the summer I mean maybe even more than that from
1: um, that distance, right? Well, so she's just, moving around just finding places And a lot of them are from that distance well, right to, to try to because that step-back move She's got right now is just know, it's, deadly. It's impossible to defense What's impossible to defense is that she turned around from? Half-court against oh, Purdue yes,
0: Purdue. that was so bad
1: threw a ball in Was fouled it went in she knew it turned around to the ref before it was even Halfway in. there and was signaling, that's good, yeah, that's good, no, right? She was
0: signa- signaling it was a shooting that she was shooting, she, and then by the way, when it went in, then
1: she goes shouting. She down was it. Pointing, pointing down like that, that's good. I can't believe they took that away from I, her. That's brutal.
0: Women's basketball fishing, officiating is still bad.
1: How, Back to you I, in the news. I, 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 so like I, I just love to hear the explanation. You weren't shooting. How was I not shooting? It's all I was doing there was shooting. I wasn't, I knew I wasn't they even were, right.
0: I would be looking at the ref. I knew they were coming to foul me. The moment she took a, a run at me and started to foul me, I shot it. There was no, there was no hesitation, no nothing. That's one you have
1: to give. You, you that has to count, right? You can't just not count it because you just happened to. Uh, I don't know. All right, so there's six and o, 17 and one, Got up Wisconsin to number two in the country. Up to number two in the country. Wisconsin tonight, one and five in the Big Ten, eight and eight overall. They're not very good. I beat, pummel
0: be, them, beat them by twenty-two. Yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, beat them by twenty-two up in Madison. Uh, I, I I would look for, I don't know, you know, thirty plus. Yeah. Tonight.
1: Uh, it, it shouldn't.
0: Be close, it, but I eventually. Th- I, this is something I think Lisa has to to figure out. Sooner or later, they're going to have an emotional
1: drop. Lull. Well, I, I mean, it's, well, Ohio State's next this weekend on the road, and they're ranked, right? Yeah, right. So that's going to be this so, is this is an emotional lull game. Right. It is. I mean,
0: I have a suspicion that the first quarter may not look Definitely that great. And watch tonight by eight fifteen; it'll be twenty five to eleven. The end of the first quarter, we can go to bed.
1: Sunday is at 11 a.m. on NBC. NBC. No kidding. Yeah. Well, not that WNBC, that but beats, NBC. Uh, watching the Chiefs on
0: Peacock. I, I guess. Which, by the way, did I was trying to get it on my phone. Nothing but spinning on
1: the phone. The TV worked fine. TV worked fine. You couldn't get it on your phone. It, no. I, I. Who knows? Um, it, was, it was weird. I did have to admit once, because the women's game was over. I went over in the fourth quarter and. Hey, no commercials. That was kind of nice. What do you mean? They did a commercial-free fourth quarter on Peacock. Guess who
0: didn't watch the fourth quarter? <laughs> Get, <laughs> guess who had probably had enough of everything? Of everything, was, by, was by in bed? Time, by that
1: time on yeah. Saturday night. Making making some uh, some Zs. As I said, number yeah, we two we in the got, country. It um, snowed out on Friday. We got snowed out. Look it, so they're- um, be,
0: be glad you're not drinking
1: anymore. Right. <laughs> um, Seven of their final twelve are going to be in, against the top uh, against the top key, or quad ones wins. They're already at number five in the in the net, but seven of their final twelve, so they got some tough games coming up. Well, it, right now they'll be playing to get a one seed. Absolutely, the and only maybe, loss.
0: maybe the overall one seed.
1: South Carolina's got to play LSU a couple times. It's days. it's possible. LSU's uh, LSU lost a game uh, again, so they're, uh, well, they're they, lost, they fell to, off a little bit. They yeah. lost to Auburn. Yeah. Um, but K State, Iowa's only lost so far. You know what their record is? Fourteen and one. Seventeen and one. Seventeen one. Guess who their loss to? Is to Iowa. Iowa, right? So they haven't lost to anybody else yet. So that, that loss that felt didn't feel so great because it was at home and they played poorly. And, and they played poorly and they and they were ahead with two minutes to go and gave up a twelve run to lose the game. That's not a bad loss, right? That's, well, it turns espe- out to be especially
0: know. when you're able to come back and get them ten days later and,
1: and beat them. Um but this is going to the schedule gets the schedule gets uh, more frequently tough now with these 70s these last 12 against uh, against a uh, Q1 team. So it, it it's does, essentially you know.
0: no different than a Big 10 football schedule where or an SEC football schedule where you're playing good teams all the time. And so they they just have to continue to prove hold down the home home court. February in at Indiana is going to be a way different game than what we yeah. saw last yep. Saturday. Um, figure out a way to win the Big Ten regular season, figure a way to win the Big Ten tournament, because they'll want to, and Lisa likes doing that. Likes
1: winning that. And
0: uh, then you get the first two rounds
1: of the NCAA at home. You know what she does really well with this, and, and it, true, you have to be in a position to be able to do this, but she does celebrate. So there are a lot of teams that would say, our our goal this year is the national championship, final four, nothing more, nothing, le- nothing less. Lisa's real good about celebrating. Hey, we were happy to win the tournament down in Destin, Florida or whatever it is. Right. Hey, we're really happy to have won 17 of 18 games. Hey, we're really happy to win a Big Ten regular season or Big Ten tournament championship. They celebrate those things so that they can be very proud of what they do so that their eyes are not always on that other thing that when you get there, then you don't just pucker up and suddenly go, oh gosh, we're here. What if we lose? Right? I feel like sometimes Fran and the men's team, when they get into the NCAA tournament, I have not seen them play, well, there you go. Good example of another team, yeah. They get there, and suddenly they play completely differently than they have played the entire year. And you're like, how did they lose? Well, they couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Right. They turned it over eight to- 18 and, and, times. And the officials didn't give them every call. Well, the, that's you know, that's a whole other thing. Arena, so that's a whole so other forth. thing. All right, so anyway, uh, tonight, 8 p.m. on the Peacock, if you want to watch Iowa, Wisconsin. That's on Peacock tonight. It's on the Peacock tonight. All right. Uh, NBC on Sunday. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Tom Caker at the HawkeyeReport.com. There's a little football news today. It's not exactly what we were looking for, but we'll talk about that when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.
0: When the AI movement needs lots of cooling, it relies on water from the Des Moines and Raccoon Rivers. You're welcome, world. Des Moines sports leader, ESPN Des Moines.
1: And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Britt Ridge, Dave Graydon Jr. with you here at G Migs in Valley Junction, West Des Moines. Let your money talk. Fifth Street is the location. That's ACDC, man. I know what it is. I got the I got the hat. I look, got the hat. Look, I got the ACDC hat. Oh, I wear it know. during that. It's an old man hat for me in the winter, but that's what I. The I wear Brian my, Johnson hat. I put it on my bald not, head. Not the Bon Scott hat. No, it's not really
0: the Bon Scott hat. You keep watering that head, and you're not gonna need that hat anymore. I'm
1: just gonna let it grow. I think I'm gonna, you know, my dad used to let it. Hang you know down what you're gonna, look it like? over. You're gonna yeah. be? You're gonna
0: be five eight with the fro. <laughs>
1: Six five six nine with the afro. Right. Pledge. Six five, six nine. Anyway, on the line with us now, as he is each week, is our good friend Tom Cakert of Hawkeye Report.com.
2: Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Tom, you all dug out. Um Yeah. Yeah. Took a while. How's the back? Twenty five inches of snow. Twenty five inches of well, snow. You,
1: you were, you were talking sled dogs last week. So uh it, hopefully that didn't have to take place, but it was pretty pretty close. Per, per near close. It Did you close make uh, Friday me. night's game?
2: No. no. <laughs> not not at all. Did yeah. not make it. A lot of people sent, sent Kyle Husman. He's uh lives 10 minutes from Carver Hawkeye. So he could he can uh he, he could enjoy he that. Could,
1: he Great game. <laughs> he got his snowshoes out and hoofed it. <laughs> He made it over there. Uh, well, either way. Bone um, camps
0: and parking was not an issue yeah, on Friday.
1: Uh, which, by the way, it's gonna be now. They made a big deal, they're putting up a new water tower and they're in the water tower project. It's gonna take 100 spaces away, which is quite a few, really, yes. you, you know, from parking, people are not happy about that. Big, anyway. big release by the university today. The other release today, Tom, that was, um, I don't know, sort of anticlimactic. The Iowa football program, Kirk Ferentz is uh, elevating Seth Wallace to assistant head coach. Uh, They are bumping the salary for uh, Phil Parker, which is a good idea. They acknowledged Kelton Copeland will not be back as wide receivers coach. The one thing they did not say today is that they have a new offensive coordinator and that seems to have taken an oddly slow turn, at least towards confusion. Uh, we didn't really know much before. Now we know even less.
2: Yeah, I think um, that's a fair assessment that, you know, at least we kind of knew that he was engaged with conversations with Paul Crist and maybe with Joe Philbin and there was kind of a mystery guy that they were talking to. And now it just feels like there. we don't know. We don't know who the offensive, you know, we don't, I don't know that, there's a guy that's quote unquote on the radar. That um, I have a
0: guy for you, Tom. Drew Tate. True. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Drew Tate. Uh, okay. Okay. What? Isn't he at Northern Is Iowa? He... No, he's up in. He was up. He's in Canada. In the CFL. Saskatoon. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. in
2: Canada. I mean, I he's a at this point, I think he's a Mountie. Mountie in the off season.
1: <laughs> so we I didn't were, know he could ride horseback. We're, we're theorizing here, you know, and everybody's kind of theorizing as to what happened with Paul Christ because it sounded, it certainly sounds as if that position was offered to him. Now the question is, what was it that he decided wasn't there? Is it that he's waiting on a a, a head coach, a co- head coach, head coaching position?
2: Uh,
1: is he? What, I don't did he, think. Not, I, you think. See, we don't do you know. Think? We I mean, don't
2: know. Uh, the the way these things always play out, it's it's like. The offer doesn't come until basically they, you say you're coming, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So everybody kind of can can kind of have possible deniability, I guess, for for that. That you know we didn't offer it. To, we didn't offer it to him, kind of thing. You know, we just we got we got to the altar, but we didn't get married, kind of thing. So I don't know that he got offered. For sure, but you know, it just sounds like Paul just didn't, and and his family didn't want to kind of move again. So, no, which is their prerogative. I mean, their choice. I mean, he got paid 11 million dollars from Wisconsin, and Paul Chris doesn't strike me as the extravagant spender. Um, so, <laughs> at least based um, on his wardrobe, <laughs> I think I can retire on the No, he doesn't, he doesn't mil, seem like. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's driving Lambos right. to practice or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. Sure. Wouldn't that be funny if you saw Paul Chris rolling up in a Lamborghini?
0: That'd be hilarious.
2: <laughs> he just he's got shades on, you know. Just
0: shades.
1: looks like AJ Ferrari yeah. in his new Beamer. Yeah. Gets out, <laughs> waddles away from there, and kind of yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's so much that could play into it that you just don't know. But at this point now. You know, every suggestion that, that that now has been made is one that for some reason sounds ridiculous. Because anybody that is going to run any kind of a flashy offense at all, it just doesn't sound like some well, Kirk's going to go after. He could, right?
2: The silliest well, yeah, one was t- yesterday, the UNLV guy. And I'm just like, right. yeah, I, I mean, he runs an no. interesting offense. He's an interesting guy. He's, you know, innovative and, and everything. But... He just does not fit the, fit the profile of, you know, nope. I wrote something a couple of weeks ago about how you can kind of tell who Kirk hires familiar or he hires older veteran. That's what he hires in the coordinator. What about Tommy Reese? Yeah. That
1: Tommy was the name Reese? that I threw well, out the, the other LLB. day. LLB.
2: I, I threw that one out. And there was some, there's been some kind of rumbling that maybe he was going to end up at Georgia as kind of a co O C quarterback coach, but I haven't seen anything suggest that that's um, that's happening. I don't know, but it was, was in front of you. Yes, he was it was Nick Saban. He was before that he was Brian Kelly's O.
0: C. In Notre
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he, he played was,
2: quarterback in Notre Dame. That I remember. He was right. Yeah. So it's he's, gonna be it, it's he's highly he's well thought of. Um, an interesting name. I just don't, you know, he's also 31. So, right. you know, is Kirk gonna, but it's not like he ran a wild offense. I mean, you know, the Brian Kelly no. offense, the, the Nick Saban offense, those were not like this, you know, wild, crazy offense.
0: Boy, you so. know who I'd be calling? The offensive coordinator, Tennessee.
1: He just got
2: your yeah. ass to you so, by him. Some,
1: Somehow he actually figured out a way to move the ball on your defense, which is hard to do, that's for, that's for well, sure. The offensive it's coordinator to be there but
2: happens I, to really be like the head coach, too. I think it's Josh yeah. Heupel's Heupel? offense that they're running. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other piece of news in football was that Eric Hall finally declared for the NFL. Um, good for him. Th- good for him, and I think we kind of saw that coming. Other than that, not a whole lot going on other than Iowa trying to figure out how to have 90 guys uh, take up 85 scholarships, I think, next year. The, the transfer portal will be few and far between for a while until they figure that out. Um, so we will we At least on the incoming <laughs> side. Right, well, on the incoming side, that that's for sure. Moving on to basketball real quick, Tom. Um, yep. It, 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 last night, we can break down, we, we have not broken down the, the uh, men's game last night yet, but um, I, I wanted more to talk a little bit about Franz Emotions after the game on the Big Ten Network, yeah. you know, he's talking basketball talking basketball and Stephen Bardo hits him with, you know, Tom Davis. He passed him up two seventy-two wins at Iowa. Fran got misty and then gave Bardo a hug and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what um, it, it hard not but to just, just that, that, to, to that not feel lot, that with it, him,
2: it, right? Yeah, it, it meant a lot to him to get this record. You know, it really did. And um, even though the, the guy who was doing the play by play kept calling Tom Davis one of his mentors, I don't think Tom Davis was one of his mentors. But, um, no, you know, I don't, I don't think, think so they were, you know, I think they, they knew of each other and they've gotten close, you know, since he came to Iowa. But I, you know, I wouldn't call him a mentor. You know, Bruce Pearl would be somebody who was mentored by Tom Davis. Um, right. But I would, I, you know, that's, that's more of a mentor but I think that it was just you know I know some people are trying to think well maybe it was he was he was thinking about that this is going to be the it for him and I'm like no it's just it's a moment it's a cool moment for right. him he just set the all time record for wins at the University of Iowa a Big Ten school with a rich basketball tradition um, that's pretty cool and, it is cool you know, and and given where the program was when Fran took over 14 yes. years ago, yeah, you know, um, it's pretty. I, I think, awesome I think you, have, to see. you
1: have to look at that. Yeah, I mean, so the, well, let's did, go. Let's go back to all the other times that, that that in our lifetime when the basketball coach has been replaced at the University of Iowa, and I'm going. So I'm going. Lute Olson replaced by George Raveling. The basketball program was in pretty darn good shape when left, left, left right? Right. Uh, yep. George didn't exactly leave the cupboard bare for Tom Davis. To say the least, <laughs> right. I
0: would say that cupboard was Tom, the most
1: stocked cupboard, cupboard in the history right. of cupboards. Tom, Tom didn't help a lot, but he, he had some players there for Steve Alford. We can make a case that Tyler Licklider walked into a tougher situation, but Fran walked in, so Fran does this in 14 years, Tom Davis did it in 13, but Fran walked in and, into a worse situation. Not even close. Yeah. I mean, Tom, Tom walked in in his first game. He's got eight NBA players on his uh, walkout on the court, right? They,
0: didn't they beat UConn in their very first game? No, that was Alford. I
1: mean, that was Alfred. That was, Alford. Yes, that they was beat, Alford. The, Alaska Anchorage, right? And then they and then the 17-point comeback it's, against it, NC State, and then they yeah, North, went Northeastern right. with Reggie Lewis. But suddenly, yeah. So suddenly, you're like, oh my gosh, look at that team. And that team darn near went to the Final Four. Should have, right? That's different than what Fran walked into where they lost their first game to South Dakota State, and I yep. believe that was expected, right? Uh, they yeah, beat Albany, I South think, in his first victory.
2: I looked it up the other night when I wrote about him. It was uh, uh, Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe. First win. Yep. The they won,
1: they won, Red 11, Red Red won. Red 11 that first year. Right, so yeah. hey, just I, I, you know, I just think it's it's a it's a it's a big story that Iowa fans will miss because so many people are all about the championships. But I think sometimes you have to be all about the, about the, the 15 to 20 wins in the NCAA tournaments, and the NITs, and all that. Well,
0: if after 14 years you have over 280 wins, you're averaging 20 wins a year, Mr. Math. I was told there wouldn't be there wouldn't be any, but yeah. I, look, it's not that hard. It's not. <laughs> no, no I, but what is hard is to win 20 games a year in the Big Ten.
1: Uh, this is true. On but, an average. On an average. On an average. All right, Tom, big call here. Iowa got a shot at against Purdue Saturday or not?
2: Yeah, oh, you know, Purdue's been kind of shaky. Oh. Purdue's been shaky on yeah. the road. They have. They've been shaky on the road. They have been. They look shaky. Well, so. and Nebraska pounded them.
1: At Northwestern. Yeah,
0: and
2: Northwestern quite, beat them. Quite well. I mean, and uh, you know, and they've got, and here you know, the other thing, Purdue's playing at Indiana tonight, so a lot of emotion in that game. Back-to-back road games, you know. Iowa's got a shot.
0: I'm, I'm with you, Tom. I think Iowa's got a real shot Saturday.
1: Keep playing you know, the way they played Purdue, this week. I, uh, I, we can all look at that glass as half half full. That's for darn sure. Well, I mean,
2: Iowa's best. It will help, will help cause. It will, it will help Iowa's cause if Purdue. Uh, wins. on The Hoosiers tonight. Yes, easily. You don't want yeah. the angry, you don't want angry ED coming at you. No,
0: we do not want angry. Well,
1: and the last game that was not a contest, they had just lost to Northwestern. Their previous yep. game was a loss, right? So, all right, Tom, we got to run. Appreciate you checking in. We'll talk okay. to you next week, okay? Hey,
2: Take care.
1: Bye-bye. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com the On Three Network. Get out there and check it out. Uh, our friend for 20 years here on this program. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle. On 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.
0: This is Drake Men's Basketball Head Coach Darren DeVries, and you're listening to 102.1 FM and 1350
1: ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here in the Hawkeye wow. oh. You were about to speak, but then you didn't. Were you, do you have a pun based on the music? You did not. No, I'm oh. sorry. Hey, let's thank uh, our, our sponsor. Top? Wasn't, no, wasn't it? it I wasn't. don't know. Thank and our, think sponsors. our sponsors. Who are they? Who who might who might sponsor this program, David? Want to truly thank the
0: great DSM Realtor Angie Lancaster for her support of the Hawkeye Hotel for the last few years. Want to thank Deary Brothers Waukee Jeep Wrangler variety. Jeep Wrangler Jeep Wrangler. Drove one of their cars. Outstanding
1: the other day. jeans. Yes. Oh, did you? He did. Yeah, it's too small.
0: No. Oh. Got to remember, I drive that Subaru. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I yeah, <laughs> get a small car. You're
1: not gonna make it work. Nope. Yeah, I think I, I'm yeah. gonna
0: get the old man's Subaru
1: though. Now that would be awesome. Just to keep that. Yeah.
0: The for was it a Forester? No, no, it's the Subaru Outback.
1: Oh, it's the Outback. It's the yeah. Outback. Yeah, but that's what. No, but it's a little wagon thingy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It, that thing went to Canada and back like 18 times, the right? Plus, it fits mm-hmm.
0: a full set of golf clubs. It. Perfect. Very good. Which is important to me.
1: Also, G-Megs, of course, here, which is where we are each week. You can join us here from 5 to 6 o'clock on Tuesdays. There's a lot of other good reasons to visit g like at any time. By the way, it's $10, for, uh, $10 wings, wraps, and apps. Uh, taps, tonight. apps, and wings. That's right. Yes,
0: tonight. Yes, That's apps, right. wraps, and wings.
1: Okay. Not taps? Okay. No. Taps would be beer and you don't necessarily want to pay $10 for a beer. Unless it's bottomless. That would be a good, so one of my friends uh, posted the other day they found an ad somewhere for the Friday night free beer, 1991. Friday night free beer, 1991 at the Fieldhouse in Iowa City. So it, it was a $5 cover charge and free beer all night. That's all, all night? All night. So we, we, when,
0: it, when I, in the summer of love of 1986, the first keg was free. And so basically, okay. they, they counted forty pitchers, and then they and then they started charging. And I think on Monday nights, back in the summer of 86, 87, I think pitchers were like a dollar
1: or dollar fifty. They, they were not on Mondays. Expensive. They were not expensive on Mondays. That that was that was dime draws at the vine. So you get yeah, you but get the draws were smaller than That
0: guy,
1: ten ounce. You got hundred ounces of beer for a buck. Okay. Hey. I, there's more than
0: one time when I didn't make it back to Creighton that <laughs> I went to Time drive. on <laughs> Monday
1: night. But um, no, it, it, I, free beer. They literally had free beer. I remember it was, it was incredible, $5. It's
0: not free if you pay $5 cover. No, well, it was $5 to get in. Do you remember the Brady drive. Bunch where they had to pay a cover charge and then there was tax? Yes. <laughs> we didn't buy anything. Well, it's on the cover so charge. It's on, it's on
1: the uh, cover uh, charge. Uh, as far as the wrestlers are concerned this week, a couple of ranked victories. Now, you, you got the scoop yesterday that Ben Keeter was going to wrestle. How no, that, did you find that out?
0: Well, I, I happen to know Ben Keeter's first cousin. Uh, and she is extraordinarily close with my son Colby. Oh, okay. And so. That, okay, gotcha. That's, that, how, that's
1: who that is. I didn't know. Michaela
0: that. Is I did not know. Ben Keeter's Keter, first cousin. Michaela's mom and Ben Keeter's mom are sisters did not know that and so i had it and then i asked permission and i put it out there and at 6:30, he goes uh-oh they still have bradley hill <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, had, they had but he did ben keeter did wrestle at heavyweight last night now let's recap first of all 22 to uh, uh we talking about it, nebraska
0: one first or nebraska to...
1: first number six at, at number six in nebraska 22 to 10 i think the other night seven
0: wins out of those ten matches including frantic hit the buzzer
1: which was a nice win again Zach Glazier comes through. Zach Glaser is a bad man. Well, he's 16-0, and, and I don't understand how he's only number 16 in the country. He upset number seven that night.
0: Well, let's put it this way. I think he moved up to nine.
1: Okay, did he? I didn't see him move up. He wasn't moved up as of last night when he won again, and Iowa's 22-9 to nine victory over number 10, Minnesota. The ratings came out today. Okay. Um, what does... Uh,
0: maybe but, we get the well, intern to see what Zach Glaser's current ranking is, uh, but at any rate, that. Uh, Pat Kennedy's now number nine at, at 74. Pat
1: Kennedy wrestled very well this week. Now, granted, he's been up and down, but guess what? Held his own on uh, on Friday night in a very important uh, match. And then last night, looked like he might be in trouble for a little while. Late on the guy, got uh, kept his composure, kept things rolling. Everything worked out fine, and Iowa comes out with the victory there. Um, you know, uh, upsets, yes. Teske got upset at Nebraska. That kind of had things a little bit nervous. For a little while last night, Frantic uh, got up, uh, upset, but uh, some of the other guys just continue to go. Drake Isle just continues to win. Uh, I think he's beaten Number six one. six ranked wrestlers. Why wouldn't he be at this point? After beating six ranked re- wrestlers, he looks great. Of course, uh, um, uh, one. Sorry, at 41. Yeah, Riel Woods. Real Woods real real or real as my wife called him the other night real woods uh, unbeaten as well and uh, ranked number one and then at at heavyweight bradley hill's holding his own by the way against everybody granted he's gonna run up a couple against a couple guys the heavyweight thing just kind of stinks because there's a couple unbeatable guys well everybody else you know monster
0: but i'm just gonna say this ben keeter's got a lot of lot of work to do in terms of conditioning and in terms of you have to understand the dude weighs 230 pounds right now and as soon as he goes up against the guy from Penn State, who weighs 275, the dude. At, uh, where else did they tell me there was a stud heavyweight weighs two 282 um, and all these guys that are up there that are going to be 40, 50 pounds heavier on him. That's going to be a big challenge in, in a part of its strength. Part of it's the fact that they're just so much bigger. And when they lay on you, what are you going to do? Um,
1: Nice to see him get the win last night. He had to work hard for it, right? You got to remember the head. amount
0: of nervous energy that guy must have spent oh. before the match, knowing he was going to go out there, how excited he had to be. Uh, he walked out with the, they raised his hand. He, he was pissed uh, when he got off the mat. He said he wrestled poorly, <laughs> used some different language. Um, but I think he was excited to be out there. Tom Brands wants him to be out there. If, if he's going to be a, a successful, heavyweight wrestler he's got to put on 30 pounds
1: so it's going to it eventually it's going to have to be a decision be, it, between football and and wrestling it's so just going to
0: have to so be so the question begets itself if he put on 30 pounds and still runs 4'6 4, 4'7 4, 40 could he play defensive end
1: exactly yeah you start looking at you change positions uh, you want to play football that's fine go play defensive end uh, it, it seems to or you know or you can st- keep going and step inside somewhere Seems to have worked out nice. Lucas Van Ness looks pretty good for it. it was only, what, two, two, 265, 250, 265, maybe? Made a nice right? sack. The other night. He's playing in the, in the playoffs in the NFL when he never started a Holy game cows. in Iowa. The,
0: the number of contributions by Iowa football players this it's, weekend.
1: It's stunning, isn't
0: in, it? In the playoffs. Des King, AJ Epinesa, Sam Laporta with a nice touchdown. Uh, even, even David Montgomery went to Iowa State. That's fine. I just.
1: Incredible amount of contributions by local uh, college football players. So much fun! It is fun to, to watch and see them. All right, wrestlers are seven and zero. They got Purdue on Friday on BTN at 7 p.m. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's their only uh, ma- match for the week. But seven and zero right now. Number three, who's number? No, they're two. two. They, they, they moved, moved up, up to, to two. two. Okay.
0: I don't know who three is.
1: Penn State. Oh, NC State. NC State. Okay. Uh, at this point, you got to be. You just beat number 6 and number 10, and nobody's nobody's really coming close at this point. By the so. way, when
0: would plays, uh, wrestles Penn State, if we win two matches, it might be a miracle. <laughs> that's, that's how good they are. That's
1: the bad one. Yeah, yeah. That's how
0: good they are. So, yeah. I mean, you might win 25 and 41, and that might be it.
1: It's It's a great wrestling team. It's not what they had hoped going into the year because of the gambling thing, and guess what? They're still really good. Really fun to watch. Right. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get things wrapped up, get you set for a weekend of, a full week of basketball and wrestling here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Every Drake basketball game
0: and select NBA hoops
1: are played here live on Des Moines
0: Sports Leader, 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.
1: And we're back here to wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brad Rich, Dave Wait, Brett, Jr. with you. We need more cowbells. <laughs> there is Kelbo in there.
0: I think this is Triumph.
1: Is it Triumph? Yeah, I think it is. I don't know.
0: Well the second best band ever out of Canada. What's the first? Duh. Rush.
1: Oh, okay. Blue. Yeah, Alan's sitting right here, isn't he? How do I mess that Followed up? Followed by Brian Adams. Um Laddis Morse. You know, and Murray. Somehow we've gone this entire program without really talking much men's basketball, other than the friend love. About the friend love. Hawks did win two this week, 94-76 over Nebraska. After Nebraska had taken down number two Purdue on uh, last Tuesday, and Iowa got them on Friday night. Um, Really, a game that Iowa got out to a quick lead. Nebraska came back. Iowa got down one in the first five minutes of the second half, and then the defense went. They went zone. Everybody was saying on Twitter, "Why don't we go zone? Make them, make them chuck it from the cheap seats, you know." And suddenly they went zone, in Nebraska didn't know what to do, and Iowa won the game easily, going away. So
0: Iowa's best defense will always be the other team missing wide open threes. Always. However, can we talk about Josh Dix? Well, and he's the guy. All of a sudden, when he was recruited before he broke his leg. We had heard and seen some accolades from Western Iowa. Obviously, we don't get to watch a lot of Western Iowa high school basketball, except unless they come to the state basketball tournament. And all of a sudden, this dude's playing like the four-star guy that he was recruited
1: to be before he broke his book. So he got 16... On, 16 he a career, on Friday. A career high, the last twenty-one, two games. twenty-one last night, last and the eighty-six, a, seventy-seven win at Minnesota. I said a career high. Scored four one night and six the next. <laughs> he went for sixteen and then nineteen. He's hit like yeah.
0: eight threes in the last two games. He's running uh, the let's
1: points. Let's see. Uh, he uh, he has hit eight threes in the last two games. Um, five he, of eight and on you think on I against don't Nebraska. Study. You didn't. Uh, oh, I know, but, but I, you I got just, it right. It's right there. You got it right. Because um, I watch. So yes he's he's more he's suddenly more comfortable taking a shot i don't know whether it's a matter of it went in a couple of times or whether it's a matter of he realized you know maybe if i do this we'll win games because suddenly we're really dangerous if i score it, and having him score having another three-point shooter other than Pay, Payton because Peyton payton went away last night he played great on friday night made his 24 25 points last night he got nine and they covered him up. He was clearly the focus for Minnesota, which then left Josh Dix to, to
0: shoot. But again, what what happened last night? Brock Harding came in, and all of a sudden, guys were getting open, and he and he dropped a dude, literally to his shorts, in the middle of the lane. Yep. Did a little scoop layup. He's so good. He he's is, he's he is, still
1: struggling with his shot. But here's the thing: his shot is—he's Illinois Mister Basketball. His shot's going to start to go in too. He just. He's doing everything else, right? He's rushing. His he's shot. rushing his shot when it starts to go in like Josh Dix's shots Starting to go in this gets really fun because he's finding guys um, And of course Ben Crickie went for 25 last night You would not have known it because this just, just it just in, was just there
0: um, in 23 years from tonight Ben Crickie's gonna show up the YMCA and he's gonna score <laughs> nine of the eleven in the very first game that he plays, <laughs> so that he can then say who's got next and then and just keep running the court.
1: Uh, Owen Freeman, Big Ten Freshman of the week again, no number way. six. So he, he's gonna be the Big Ten Freshman of the year, isn't he? Um, he, he, pretty 14, had. He, had, he pretty much only
0: Barring injury. Um, he, he only going. got
1: 17 minutes last night because well, of foul, foul trouble. trouble, right? But he had 14 on Friday night. And he still had did he have how much did he, did he have fifteen last night I with the foul trouble? He might have. But here's the thing about his own free,
0: working his way into maybe third team all big ten.
1: I'd, you know what I have to go around the rest of the conference. It's, it's got to get close, right? Probably not from a from a scoring standpoint. You got to look at Crickey. Uh, the question is, do you look at the blocks and the rebounds, which Freeman is also getting as well? I'm just saying. I, I think there I mean, yeah, sometimes it's a flash that. factor, and yeah, you might be getting close, right? I don't, I don't know. I just by I, the way, Tony Perkins has hit 50, double figures in 15 out of the 17 games. Very quietly, we've not had a night where he goes off for 30. But what we've had is him 12. 13, 12, what, 14.
0: What, what Perkins has been doing, in my estimation, especially during this last three game stretch where the Hawks have been w- winning, is he's been spearheading the defense and getting steals and tips and those kinds of things out, out top, and, that, and that's been a huge key for Iowa getting runouts in fast break points, and when that happens, Hawks. <laughs> when the yeah. Hawks are scoring 85 a game, they're going to
1: win. They come from behind, down 10 to one, 14 to three last night. They they were all out of sorts, a bunch of turnovers, and then suddenly, you ran in a few in a row. With that, they got some turnovers, they got some runouts, and make a three here, and suddenly they're up 20 to 18. They never looked back. To me, this was last night's game was was more impressive from a standpoint of the comeback and it was on the road and they just kept playing. By the way, this just in, they got a bad loss against Michigan. Everybody else they lost two out of their six losses. Top 25 team. And
0: then Michigan right? goes to beat Ohio State yesterday.
1: Uh, Iowa up to number 48 in the net. Number 45, Ken Palm. That's getting into bubble territory if they win this week. So with that, what's your last call? Bucks by one. On Saturday, over
0: Purdue in the women, with the sweep this week
1: at Ohio State, huh? Oh yeah, you like this streak to continue? I think the men lose to Purdue by by three four points. Purdue, two yeah. salad. Women are going to get two. They're going to get two this week as well. It's going to be fun. And All the right. wrestlers pin Purdue. Knock
0: <laughs> them Next week we'll talk some baseball. Top twenty five preseason
1: d one baseball has a number one big schedule coming up. All right, thanks everybody help us out on the program today. Pete Campbell back in the studio. And of course, Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com for Dave Creighton Jr. And I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle.